local legends on Dave Max Drive. Cork's Red FM. Maria Kidney, you're from Cork, but you're in Kenya. Yes, I am. I'm originally from Cove in County Cork, uh-huh. and um, I've been volunteering in Kenya for the last 18 years, actually, since 2002. Um, I came here in 2000 uh, to climb mountains, and to cut a long story short, I was mugged, and um, I ended up uh, working here, well, volunteering here, um, from 2002 onwards. You're the director of this Cork-based charity, Brighter Communities Worldwide. Your husband, Martin Ballantyne from Sligo, is its CEO. You're both over there through COVID. There's not really much moving, but the, the work you're doing is too valuable to leave. Would that be a way to sum it up? I think so, yeah. I mean, we had the option to go home in March, but to be honest, look, um, we have a great team here. We live in the community, um, and we knew... I suppose we could add value here and we would have worried too much to go home and, and leave. So we stayed, yeah. Nairobi is kind of like the, the centre of the East African economy. It's a city of big skyscrapers and I'd imagine lots of contrasts between rich and poor. You're not there. You're in a, a I'm imagining a rural area. Describe a little of Kenya and the contrasts for those who don't know, like myself. Yeah, sure. Um, Nairobi is the capital city. It's a city of two halves. Um, very, uh, I suppose, well off and, and very poor. Where we are is um, in the Rift Valley about 250 kilometres northwest of Nairobi. We're in a mountainous region, uh, very rural. About 60% of the houses don't have running water. About 90% are subsistence farmers. Uh, Poverty rates are very high. It's basic living. So I don't know how I would compare it to Ireland, maybe remote parts of the west of Ireland, like terrain-wise. But poverty-wise, not not like anything I've seen at home. And access to services, for all we complain about it here, and, and rightly because they ought to be better uh, in comparison and in contrast, not even in the same ballpark. Seven doctors for every 100,000 people. You're struggling to buy thermometers at the moment. Uh, and you're looking for Irish support to help those in need in developing countries. Is that the case? That's true, yes. Um, I, I would say there is no comparison between the challenges here with COVID and the challenges at home in, in a broad sense. Like, our resources are much more scarce. Um, you know, the capacity is much uh, strained here. We don't have strong health systems. And a big challenge for us at the moment is the children who are out of school. Schools have been closed since March. They're going to be closed till at least January. It's not safe to bring the children back um, because of covid um, and that's what we're in the mountains doing at the moment is working with the children in their homes. Um, and even today, we had over 400 children in a field in groups of 15, socially distanced, volunteer teachers helping us just to run through a program with them, um, you know, do games, songs. And um, we're also teaching them um, kind of life skills and their, about their self-esteem, um, especially the girls. Um, and also then we provide them with a a hot meal because many of them are hungry. And they're hungry because in Kenya, um, school starts in January normally, and so parents would um, pay for school fees with food. So they'd say, here's so many bags of rice or maize or beans, and then their school fees are deducted from that. And then they budget at home uh, without the children for food. And now the children are home and the food is all gone. Yes. And so the children are hungry, right? Wow. So it, it's that subsistence living, right? Yeah. So, you know, COVID on top of that struggle 
is really difficult. So as one lady said to me, and many of them have, you know, Maria, if I buy soap, I won't eat. And, you know, when they close the markets here because of COVID, you know, if I don't earn a living today, I can't eat tonight. You know, there's no scheme. There's no government scheme. (laughs) There's no unemployment payment. There's nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, Listen, how can people support you? And and can I just finish by saying, so was it the case that after you were mugged, you took refuge with the Kenya Girl Guide Association? And when you saw the work that they did in the community, you thought, I want to help with that. Basically, that's it in a nutshell, yeah. Um, I was mugged. I went to the Kenya Girl Guides for refuge. Um, I was quite scared. Um, And then I stayed with them for a couple of weeks. And I met a lot of people who were working in different projects. I came back to Ireland and I wrote to a number of projects and said, look, if 20 of us Mm. Um, went out, what could we do? Mm. And we ended and up in Londiani, which is in the Rift Valley. That's you, how it started. And you took it from there. Right, where, how, where can people go to help? Um, basically, our website, brightercommunities.org, our Facebook page. We're running a big campaign at the moment for this school education in the community. Um, if people can give anything from five euros upwards, will make a difference here. Just think of your money multiplying by about eight or ten here. That's the value of it. You know what I mean? So don't think anything is too small. It all adds up. It'll help us keep the children safe. It'll help us buy the thermometers, the PPE, the soap, the hand washing facilities. And, you know, we're, we're not all safe till we're all safe, as they say. So every country matters not just ourselves isn't it Maria Kidney Cove Brighter Communities Worldwide thanks for that Uh, goodbye to Kenya and thank you for taking the call thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content